Good morning, MCC. Now, I've actually walked for two hours this morning. It's a beautiful day here, so I've had a good long walk. But let me just say, you people are an incredible blessing to MCC because you're switched on into what we're doing. Now, I can, on my screen, I can see most of you. And, you know, every one of you who has tuned in this morning are actually a huge blessing. And so I think it's wonderful. I see someone from Oregon. I see um, we're from eight and a half thousand k's away, but we're actually enjoying worshipping together. Isn't it amazing? And so bless you. Thank you. You're a huge encouragement, each one of you, to the work of MCC. And I would particularly like to thank uh, Kent and David, Makiko, Ron and Katie and Beth, who have put a lot of work into putting these services on. Let me encourage you, perhaps you should just text them and say, hey, thanks. You know, the work they are doing, and I have been on probably for maybe three quarters of an hour before the service started sorting everything out. And so thank you, you guys. You have real help in this time of not running a proper church service. But anyway, it's Mother's Day. That's what we're here for. And New Zealand is also, we're having Mother's Day. Some of the kids would have got the mother's breakfast in bed, so I hope there weren't too many crumbs. But, you know, it's always nice. Traditionally, effectively, there are red carnations and maybe red roses. And so maybe you got one to thank or you would like to have got one. But see, they're symbols of purity and sweetness. And so they're a very good thing. Now, as we celebrate Mother's Day today, I want to bless you. I want to pray for you and say thank you, mothers, for your work, your love, your dedication in the task of being a mother. You see, Mother's Day can bring a huge amount of mixed emotion for women. There are some who are anticipating maybe the birth of their first child, stepmums who wonder what their place really is. There are those of you who perhaps sadly have lost your mothers and you face grieving on Mother's Day. And there are some of you who perhaps don't even know who your mother is. And that is sad and that's tough. You see, mothers who encounter feelings of hurt because their children have turned away from God and those who are overwhelmed perhaps today because of a loss of a child. And there are many mothers like my mother. I lost my dad when I was only two. And so she had to bring up three boys and we weren't the easiest. And so I saw my mother often having to endure tough, tough times without a partner to help her. So mothers, thank you. So today we, we want to thank all women, not just mothers, because we recognize the important part you play in our lives. You see, even the young girls who hope to become mums one day. And so this service is really to thank you. Now, what does it actually mean to be a mother? Well, here are some items from a job description for mothers. It's a permanent job. Successful applicants must be prepared to work hard in a workplace that can be challenging or even chaotic. You need mothers' excellent communication skills. And you need to be able to work very variable hours, maybe all morning, all afternoon, all evening, or even 24 hours a day sometimes. Now you have to be taxi drivers. Now I used to see when we were here, mothers carting their children along on their bikes. Some would have two on their bikes, taking them to school. That's a taxi. 
maybe to go help in school camps or just the things your children are involved in, music lessons and dance lessons. That mothers have to have lots of love. They have to have huge patience and they have to have incredible stamina. You see, they have to fix broken zips or stuck zips, fix the broken things that happen. And they also have to fix sometimes the sad hearts. And mothers certainly do the cleaning and the cooking and the washing with no pay and often with little thanks. So sometimes we have to remember to thank our mums for the food that they cook us. But you know, I hope that the job of being a mother has a huge job satisfaction for you. The Bible tells us many stories of women who have impacted over the years and have inspired us. Women like Mary, Sarah, Miriam, Esther, Ruth, Naomi, Deborah, just to name a few. You see, many of these women were just ordinary, everyday women. What the difference was, they heard God's voice. They responded, and they just didn't sit around waiting for someone to do the job and get the job done. You see, it must have taken a lot of courage, but God empowered these women who had faith and trust and obeyed him. And I'll just say that again. You see, God empowered the woman in, the, in Scripture. They had to have faith, they had to have trust, and they had to obey him. Now, their lives and their stories have inspired many who have read the scriptures over the years. And so today, let us celebrate Mother's Day, looking at some of these stories, or one story in particular, that inspires and challenges us to be willing to serve God. And that's an amazing call on our lives. I've chosen a story from 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 7 to 15, and it's a wonderful story of a mother who trusted who listened, and then she acted. And we'll discover it wasn't easy for her, but she did that with huge impact. You see, let's talk about the story. There was a prophet named Elijah, and he had dealt with a king, King Ahab, who had allowed his people to serve Baal, a god that really didn't mean anything, and to worship him instead of the one true God. And you see, in 1 Kings 16, 30 to 33, we read, Ahab, son of Omri, did more evil in the eyes of the Lord than any other kings before him. Ahab also made an Asherah pole and did more to provoke the Lord, the God of Israel, to anger than did all the kings of Israel before him. He must have been a really foolish man to have done this. And God told Elijah there was a consequence. There would be a drought in their land because of the king's disobedience in worshipping other gods. And we read in 1 Kings 17, 1 to 15, Now Elijah the Tishbite said to Ahab, As the Lord your God of Israel lives whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years, except at my word. See, in other words, the actions of that king caused his people huge problems, lack of rain. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, leave here, turn eastward and hide in the Kerif ravine east of the Jordan. And this was the miracle. You will drink from the brook and I have ordered ravens to feed you there. Imagine being Elijah, knowing that God was going to care for him. So he did what God told him. 
He went to the Kerif ravine east of the Jordan and he stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the mornings and bread and meat in the evenings. And he drank from the brook. But there was a drought, remember, and so sometimes later the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Now, this is where the story gets really interesting because it was all right for Elijah. He had survived. But we read on, and I want you to really listen to this because it begins to impact the lady in our story, the mother in our story. And we read, The word of the Lord came to him, to Elijah. Go at once to Zarephath of Sidon and stay there. Now listen, he said, I have commanded a woman in that place to supply you with food. So God must have spoken, maybe in a dream, we're not sure, to this lady saying, hey, there's going to be something, but you supply him with food. And we're going to be talking about this whole thing of God talking to us and our response to that. So he went to Zarephath. When he got to the town, a widow was there gathering sticks. It's interesting. She was a widow. She had lost her husband, and we know that she had one son. And he called to her, and he asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? And as she was going to get it, he called, and bring me, please, a piece of bread. A simple request. Now, normally, this would not have been a problem for this widow. But remember that the drought had meant that there was no water and no food and it would be very, very short. Now, I want you to listen to this. The mother's reply showed real desperation. Why? Very simple. She said, as surely as the Lord your God lives, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug. That's all she had left. And then the sad part, she said, I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son so that we may eat it and die. This woman knew that she was in an incredibly desperate situation. What a sad, difficult place that was. But here's a point. Isn't it interesting to think that God would have chosen her? She had nothing. She didn't even have really a lot of food. And yet God had commanded her to feed Elijah. Wow, what a test. And so Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. But first make a small cake for me from what you have and bring it to me and then make something for yourself and son. Now, was he being ignorant? Was he being sad? Was he being tough? Okay, you haven't got any food, but bring it to me anyway. No, he knew that God was going to care for this lady. And we find out the truth of that. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord gives more rain on the land. Wow, what a promise. What a commitment. You know, he knew that God was going to care for this woman as he does care for us. I want to stop and ask you to consider this mother's position. You see, she would have had to have decided herself what she was going to do. She would have heard God saying, feed this man who's coming, but she had no food. She knew that her last meal was going to be her last meal. What a position to be in. So would she obey what Elijah had said and believe, now this is important, and believe that God would keep his promise that her flour and oil would not run out. What a position 
what was her faith like? This is an important question. Maybe she only had a little faith. Maybe she had thought, that sounds too good to be true. That could never happen. Now, that would perhaps be you and I. That's our reaction, maybe. Can we trust in this situation? Now, we read, and this is important, that she went away and did as Elijah had told her. Wow, that woman must have been incredibly trusting. She must have really thought, yeah, God is going to care for me. And so she went away and she did what was asked. And the result of her obedience was that there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was never used up and the jug of oil never ran out. In keeping with the word, the Lord had spoken to her. Can you imagine yourself what that would have been like for her? I guarantee every time she experienced, got into that flour, found it hadn't run out, looked at the oil, it was still there. Imagine what her faith would have done. Now, this is very important. I want you to understand that as we begin to listen to God and begin to do little things, our faith grows as a consequence. And all of us need a strong boost of faith, but often it's found in the little things we do as we see amazing things happen. You see, this story of this nameless mother inspires us and helps us to realize that even if our faith is small, he still wants to use us. You see, God wants to use every one of you wherever you are in your situation. You might say, well, I haven't got much to offer. This woman didn't. She said, look, it might destroy me. But she had the courage and the faith. And that's what I think is amazing about the story, that she went out, she had needs for herself. And God often uses us. You know, we don't often have lots of things to offer, but he uses us to accomplish his purposes. And that's something that we all need to understand. Now, do we listen to God's promptings to obey what he asked us, even in our everyday life? Do you actually stop at the beginning of the day, say, hey, make me a blessing? And then listen to God saying, hey, go and do this. It may be something quite small. It might be taking the time to listen to perhaps your children if they're unhappy, just something small. Or it may be a bit different. Go and comfort a neighbor. Listen to God's prompting. Go and talk to this person. You know that under the current situation, there is a lot of stress out in our community. And maybe your neighbor needs to say, hey, look, you know, I've discovered, or you've discovered where my peace comes from, comes from God, and share that with her. It may be something big. It could be a situation regarding your work or your friends, or even maybe helping your nation. My nation needs helping in little ways. Maybe you're in a position to do that, but it takes listening. See, this story not only shows for mothers, but everyone from the youngest to the oldest, um, we can all obey what God is asking us to do. We can be a huge blessing. You see, here's the truth. We all serve a powerful God who is with us always and will always help us as we obey. You see, we don't have to go in fear to do this sort of thing. We don't, like this widow, she would have had a lot of fear. Last meal, I'm going to run out of food. Imagine the fear in her heart, but she trusted. And we have a powerful God who we can trust. He will help us. He's capable of doing what he asked us to do. 
You know, he'll never ask us to do anything we're not capable of. Sometimes we think he asked us to do big things, but he will give us the ability to do it. And that's amazing. Now, in Philippians 4.13, we read an amazing verse. It says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Imagine if every day you got up and you were facing situations. and You said that to yourself, but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So you see, it's God's greatest desire to use everyone who has a faith in him to bring people into his everlasting kingdom. You see, none of us go through life without something to do in terms of helping spread the gospel. could be just a gentle kindness to someone. could be a thoughtful deed. But they will know you're Christians, and they will be curious as to where you did. See, God wants to rescue the perishing. And really, that's what the church is all about. It's there in the community to get out and rescue through you, through me, the perishing. And is it always easy? No, sometimes it's not. We read his last words to his disciples in Matthew 28, verse 18. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And then listen to this. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. Then he promises, and it's a promise from God, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. The Bible makes it clear that those who do not accept Jesus Christ as their only saviour and asked for forgiveness and accepted that he has paid the penalty for them they face a sad future. Now, what an amazing role we have as a church. We are people who are inspired by God's word. We have to have the courage to get out and to play a part in spreading the good news by obeying God's prompting, like this widow woman did. Promptings that can be big, can be small. They're all part of his plan for your life to bring people closer to knowing Jesus. Now, be encouraged. I want you to be encouraged today as a group of people to say to God, use me, speak to me, give me the faith and trust to obey you in every way I can to be part of your expanding kingdom. Now, I want to say that verse again because I think every one of us needs encouragement. I do. I guarantee you do. So be encouraged today to say to God, use me. That's a big ask. But when you wake up tomorrow morning, just say, use me in little ways, whatever way, speak to me, learn to listen to what his promptings are. Give me the faith and the trust. Now that's important. Give me the faith and the trust like this widow woman had to have. She'd been told, but she had to have faith. She had to have trust that God would in every way do what he said. But why are we doing it? So we can do what he wants us to do to expand his kingdom. Don't be afraid of it just in little ways. Maybe talk to a neighbor, encourage them. Talk to your workmates. Just pray for your country. There's all sorts of little ways that you can be an amazing person to bring the faith of God, the trust of people to God. And so I'm going to pray. This is my final prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for every mum listening today. We thank you for the gifts and talents you have given them. We thank you for the sacrifices of self and time each mother gives to her children. We thank you for the flexibility of mums, for their tirelessness, 
their perseverance, their love, and their devotion. We pray that you give each mum strength. Help her to see in every mundane task the eternal significance that you have placed on motherhood. We ask that you will be the source of her wisdom, her spiritual and physical strength. We pray that you will help them to guide their children in a way that will help them follow you, to get to know you. Give all the mothers the patience to deal with the difficulties of their job. And most of all, give them a special blessing as they care for the children you have allowed them the honour of raising. You see, the story of this widow, we can apply that to our lives. We can say, hey, she had little faith, but she trusted and she saw huge results. Imagine her faith. Imagine her excitement as she they saw those little things. And I hope that's something that you experience in your life. So I'm going to say the final blessing, and then I'll finish. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen. So bless you as a group. Bless you in the rest of the day. And I just hope that if you've got children at home, that they'll do something nice for you. And uh, I tell you what, it's just so pleasant to actually, even all the way from New Zealand, to join with a group like you, who we're all serving the one God. Continue to be a blessing. And thank you for the privilege of allowing me to do it. Amen.